rugby fan, it's the end of the Six Nations 2022 and Wales have finished in the top half of the Six Nations table for the first time in 13 years. And oh my gosh, didn't we so excited to speak to Sean and Harry's about that. But we have had nothing but tech issues. I hope you stay with us throughout this episode because Gab's going to have to work in magic. I'm in France, in rural France, practically a field with no signal whatsoever. Sean Ed is in West Wales with Dad Kerry holding up an aerial to trying to get her signal. Tails is in North Wales dealing with all the software, the tech and the recording. And Laurie Harris has lost the will to live. We tried our best to power through. We didn't want to lose this opportunity to speak to Sean Ed, to review the Six Nations, to look ahead to the World Cup. We touch on the Principality Games over the weekend as well. And we get some questions in from you, our listeners. It is going to be a bit of a scratch of an episode, but I hope you bear with us because we did not want to lose this opportunity to share with you what Sean had had to say. So grab yourself a cuppa and some patience because it's all on the pod. Hello, everybody, and how are you? Have you bank holiday? Yeah, it's been the quietest bank holiday ever. Sober. Everyone on social media is going out at least twice this weekend, and I've stayed home drinking coffee. Tails, what are you doing on bank holiday weekend? Uh, talking to you, Hallett. <laughs> the so, pleasure. Uh, recovering from a long week in Cardiff. A week? I went on, th- well, Thursday, end of the week, went Thursday. Um, oh, it's good. it's good for you to tell me you were down, Tails. You were, you were a bit busy, I think, mate. I'll always make time for you. Lies. I'm glad that's live and recorded. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, listeners. There's the fourth voice you will guess by now. It's Miss Seanan Harris. Seanan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well. Better to see in your face. Thank you. <laughs> So Sean Ed's at home in the sticks, apparently. His dad's outside with an aerial so she can get a signal to do this. So if it's a bit bitty, it's because she... Where are you, Sean's? I'm in Pinant in West Wales by Aberaeron. Lori, where's that? Do you know? Geography? Yeah, West. Lori <laughs> will be at home, yeah, man. There's plenty of cows, yeah? There's cows and sheep in all the fields. Yeah, I would be, but... I wouldn't want to intrude on Kerry's aerial uh, stance, so I'll stay here for now. Okay, no time for this rubbish. You've got a jam-packed agenda. And um, I'm in France and I've got better things to do than talk to you three, so let's get on it. All right, so let's start right at the beginning. We've got to review the game. Wales-Italy lost it in the dying seconds. Sean, before we come to you, um, let's go to you, Tails. What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, obviously, like, disappointed not to pick up the result, I think. Um, seemed pretty dominant in the first probably 15, 20 minutes of the game. Had loads of opportunities to score tries, but unfortunately left it a little bit late. Having said that, I liked the way we played. I, liked, I felt that there was a bit more forwards, a bit of interaction with the backs. Uh, I thought both wings saw a little bit more of the ball than we've probably seen for the most of the tournament. Um, but, yeah, just sadly, like, the inability to score wasn't it that sort of cost us in the end um but congratulations like you know gotta gotta give credit to the italians like i thought their defense was immense particularly in the center partnership they've got it was incredible they just managed wales so well um so yeah disappointed but let's not forget that all right it wasn't a win but bonus points were picked up there and throughout the tournament which meant we finished third which let's be honest if we were sat talking this time last year we'd have We'd have uh, been pretty chuffed to be sitting here with third. Lowe's, what did you think of the game watching at home? Uh, yeah, frustrating, but not to blow my own trumpet, but I called it earlier that early that we were going to finish top three. And we did. And I am glad that uh, the fixtures were the way they were, because I think had we faced Ireland in the second half of the tournament, I don't think we would have placed so high. Um, but yeah, I think it was more so that Wales lost it rather than Italy won it. 
I don't think they Italy created all that much. And especially when Alicia made that first break, I thought, Christ, we have got a game on our hands here. I thought it was going to be a tri-fest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating that we're making some uh, ground and really nice breaks. But then as soon as it comes to the second phase, the ball is so slow coming away from it. And then we lose all that advantage that we create. Um, but I'm just chuffed. I'm really happy. I think this is exactly what we needed um, before going into the World Cup, that we've placed high, but we've had a bit of a reality check as well to say this is exactly where we are as a team, as, an, as a squad and a group at the moment. So there's plenty to work on. Um, but I think everyone in that camp should come away quite happy. Before we go find out if that is the case from Sean and herself, uh, you alluded to it, Tails, uh, credit to Italy's defence. Lowe's, you alluded to the fact that you thought it was going to be a tri-fest. So was it um, Italy's defence or Welsh inability to score that game? We were asking. Both of you. Yeah, I think it was more so Wales's inability to score and not choosing the right places of the pitch to play in. Um, I'm going to say it because I am a biggest fan. I thought when Heike came on, the, um, the the gains we were making just off her putting us in the right places on the pitch. Yeah, she was rusty. Yeah, she made a couple of mistakes, but you've got to remember those were her first minutes. So I think structure did come. You could see where Wales could be able to play in future games, um, but we, we just never had that upper hand for the first maybe 60 minutes. What do you think, Tails? You you credited uh, Italy's defence in your opening remarks there. Yeah, just for me, I think like that centre partnership they've got is one of the best in the tournament. Um, I, you know, like, I suppose it depends on where the, uh, you know, the attack sort of plan was to go, wasn't it? Like, do you want to try and break up that partnership or do you want to sort of target different areas of the pitch? I think probably... The line out stuttering again was probably a bit disappointing having those opportunities and then them not being um, straight throw ins, you know, those little moments that you'd probably normally put your money on Wales to, to get right. Um, mm. Yeah, I think 50 50 really. I think it's, you know, Italy did really well. There were some great turnovers, both sides, uh, you know, Charlotte's on the call, like she had one just after being pinged from coming in on the side, the one before. So she was a bit bitter in that one, I think. But uh, they're like, her, Alex, uh, over the ball, great. <laughs> Review your hips. Um, but no, like, I thought both teams were just really fierce around that breakdown, chose their moments to steal the ball really well, which stopped a lot of attacks for both teams. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give a, sh- a shout out, really, to Rigoni and Sillery, because I thought they were class um, defensively, because... At one point, I thought Hannah Jones, like the way she was running with the ball, like attacking with a tent, intent, like I thought she was going to have a good day, but I thought they managed her really well. Cool. All right. Well, that's enough from you two now because the most important guest we've been busting to get on this podcast is finally here. Shana, I know you don't listen to the pod because you're too busy, you say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we've been um, advocating for you all through last season. You know, we wanted to see you back in the shirt and then it, it blew up then when you got back into the squad and then it blew up again when you got your starting position and then it blew up again when you got player of the uh, the match and then it blew up again every time you scored a try. So, um, like, Welsh Rugby is thrilled, thrilled to see you back. Uh, before we talk about the game, let's talk about coming back into the squad and, and how that feels. It's been amazing, um, to be quite frank, because... Obviously, of where I've come from and the time the time I was away um, mentally, it was really, really draining for me, emotionally as well. Um, so to get back into the squad, obviously, at the start, naturally, I was a little bit apprehensive. I was questioning myself, you know, was it, was, would I be good enough? Would I be fit enough? Would I, you know, would I be able to adapt coming from Worcester back into Wales and stuff? But um, to be completely honest, the girls have all been amazing with me. Um, the coaches as well, the management staff. It's it's almost if personally I felt that it was almost if I never been away. But obviously coming back in as well, I can see I can see the change in culture that's there as well. Um, everyone's buying in. There's a I know we talk about belief a lot and stuff, but it's probably one of the the best squads I've been a part of with with the belief. And I don't know whether that's and I well 
I think a part of that possibly is with the introduction of, of the contracts as well, where girls are obviously, you know, you can argue maybe that there's not much stress, the time is managed more effectively, that we're getting um, better quality of sessions as well. But um, for me, I've, I've just loved every, every minute of it. And whether I was coming off the bench or starting, obviously the focus was the team performance. So I, I, I was really chuffed. And I'm, well, as you've probably seen as well, I was on cloud nine through the whole tournament. So no, I really enjoyed it. Good. Um, you mentioned contracts there. We'll come on to that a bit later. Um, and I also want to obviously tell us about the game and stuff. But before that, so Tails and I were in the squad in 2009, the last time Wales finished top half of the table. And then 2010, you and Lowry joined us. So that's four. Um, and then things got, got better, right? <laughs> <laughs> so from one perspective, like we've seen you grow up. Like I first seen you play in 2008 and very quietly, I wouldn't tell you at the time, but I was a fan then. And um, just to, to see you come through that, that journey you've been on um, to then kind of be lost to the squad and then make that comeback. I know everybody on this call feels like just so proud and chuffed that, that you're back and, and the impact you've had means it, we've been justified in calling for it as well. So thanks for that. Um, yeah, it could have been awful if you come back in your pants. That embarrassed us. <laughs> but um, finishing half of the pro of the the tournament blows my mind that you have never finished above third in the Six Nations. How does that feel? I know. I don't. We haven't been. Yeah, I haven't been part of a squad that's finished top three. Have I? No. No. Um, well, you have now. I am now. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Julie is right. There was a little bit of a. I think for a moment, for me anyway, I'd forgotten that we'd finished top three because um, because of the result itself. Because obviously we wanted to beat Italy and we wanted to win in the Alms Park and we knew that with a win, we would be top three. So, um, so instantly after the game, I didn't think of position and I thought, you know, I was just devastated with a loss because I think that as a, as a squad, how far we've come, I thought that we deserved better. Um, Obviously, that the crowd as well, the fans and everything. I thought, you know, that you guys deserve better. I thought, you know, we we should we should have and we could have got the win. But um, yeah, it sounds nice, doesn't it? To be in a squad that's finished top three. I remember being, and it, and it's a tough one because I remember being part of the squad that beat England, coming off the back of their World Cup win, beating France down in the Knoll, which is an amazing feeling. But again, never top three, um, few wooden spoons. So no, it's a good one, a good feeling. It's really good. And it's good because, like I say, being back in the environment and, you know, how hard the girls work, it's, it's nothing short of what they deserve either. So, mm. just. You've got to put it in perspective as well because you're top three, but you're behind England and France. And at the moment, they are in a, a different tournament of their own, really, aren't they? And especially when you look at the result between England and France, there's a gap there as well. So... It's, it's going to be interesting to see how Wales progress now into the next Six Nations when the rest of the uh, teams will be probably on a more even playing field. So it's how we adapt to that and keep progressing because you don't want to be back down to bottom half contenders again. You want to keep pushing on, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And I do feel I do feel as a squad now, um, like the only way is up. And we've got to be accountable as well for the way... Um, you know, for the way, for, well, for how we respond to this now and how we want to move forward. Like, Johan's alluded to, isn't he, that there's, that there's a tour, there's a couple of games out in Canada. We'll get another chance to play England again, hopefully, before going out to the World Cup. But um, I think I think what's more important for us now as a squad, as a union, is to is is to grab back that consistency. Because, you know, the uh, there's, there's been disruption within the union and stuff. Um in the past few years, and I do believe, you know, Yoan coming in now, this there isn't there is a sense of calm, and there's a sense of um, there's there's great honesty within the camp and stuff. So we all know where we stand, we all know the plan, we all know where we want to go, we all know what we want to do. So I think the biggest thing for us as the squad, I feel now, is building on these performances and like tales and all of you really alluded to. You know, it's it's the 80 minute performance because we've been we've been labelled Yoan's comeback queens. And as nice as that sounds, you don't really want to be a comeback queen. You want you want to perform for the 80 minutes. And I think that 
if we can just grab that consistency now going off from this third place positioning, going into those warm-up matches, going then down down under to New Zealand to the World Cup, I think I think that's what's really important for us now. So let's look at the Italy game then. How far off are we? Regarding the 80 minutes, like how far off are we seeing the best of what you're capable of right now? What was the objective to go out for Italy? The objective obviously was to win. Um, and we knew, you know, we were coming off the back of two heavy losses. They were coming off the back of a very confident win against Scotland. And we've all played Italy when they've got their tails up and they're really hard to break down. And, you know, it's, it, I think it's, it's, an honest, it's honest to say that we found it hard to, to break them, to get through them. Because like um, Laurie said, you know, when Butchie made that break, me, myself, I thought to myself, right, we're going to go here. We got this. But it was just as if we went to that fifth gear early on and then we just we just couldn't find a way through. And I think, you know, we're not far from it at all. I think, um, you know, it's it's been a good... We're fortunate in a way that we've, all, we've already qualified for World Cup. So where you see the tournaments like the Six Nations and the Autumns that they previously had, it's important to figure out the combinations. It's important to figure out what combinations best suit a certain game plan, maybe. Um, I think as well, you know, game management is a work on. Um, we left ourselves down a lot with discipline. This tournament as well, you know, two yellow cards within two minutes against Italy and then they scored. That's not going to help us, is it? And I see Lori smiling. I don't know what she's smiling about. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, not like you to give a penalty away, to be honest, Sean Ed. And the fact you've got another yellow card to add to your tally. I bet your yellow cards is probably up there with the amount of tries scored, to be honest, isn't it? There's you. Yeah, but I've learned to hold my boots up. I've learned and I uh, I turned my back on it. <laughs> Here I am talking about it and I'll show you about it. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I, I was I was abs- I was absolutely gutted. I really was. Because I just it's just little moments like that in the game, isn't it? That just completely changed the momentum and it's done now. It's done. And we can only learn from it. But um yeah, to come back to your question, Harlan, I don't think I don't think you're far off it. Obviously, there are going to be work-ons. There, there, there's always work-ons, but I'm just really excited, really, that if I'm if I'm fortunate fortunate enough now to be in the squad moving forward, that you know there's there's better to come. There's more to come, definitely, because you can just tell by by because in this campaign now with the contracts and everything, um, even the non-contracted players, we are having much more contact time with each other. And I think that contact time is important. So I think the more contact time we have moving forward, we're just going to get better, is how I feel. And I think that's really exciting moving forward. So even for the ones who are not, I want to quote you right on this, even the ones who are not contracted are having more contact time. Yeah, because, so the, the, so, like obviously when we were in the squad, isn't it? Like how things developed. We were just in for full on weekend camps, weren't we? And we were in from a Friday night and we were through then until a Sunday, Sunday late afternoon. So now you, you know, we're in we're in three times, um, some between two and three times a week, midweek. Um some of the girls uh, who aren't contracted, um, say now, you know, many of them are students, some of them are, are making a conscious effort even to when there's extra sessions being put on, they are um, they are still welcome to come to those sessions. So they do, they go to the extra skill sessions and it's just little things like that that just change the mindset. So, um, and like I said, it, it brings accountability, doesn't it? And standards. So everyone, it's natural, isn't it? Like when there's when there's something up for grabs, the mentality changes. And I think even those who haven't been fortunate enough yet to to receive a retainer or full-time contract, they still want to show that that they want one. And mm. everyone's, concerned you know with with the team progressing and the team getting better so when they can you know people people are able to go in and they do the extras it's it's good to hear that um Johan said yesterday didn't he that you know contracts are still up for grabs if we look at the starting team on saturday there was cara yourself alex kelsey and robin um starting players who are not contracted at all and Lowe's, i know we've got to make an apology here if we um yeah, do you want to quickly yeah it's just an apology to Kelsey because we did mention last week that um we thought well initially we thought she was on a full-time contract then um agreed that it was probably a retainer contract so yeah just to make everyone aware that she is not yet 
on uh, a contract. Um, hopefully now before the World Cup, some changes will happen and we get to see you know all all players on some sort of contract. Um, if if that's what they want to take up as well themselves, but yeah, just a little shout out to Kelsey. Sorry, bye. Yeah, sorry. That was a complete was brain fact right next time. That was a complete brain fart when I. Oh, listen, listen, you're not as bad as Philip Atiti at pronouncing everyone's name wrong, so you'll get off with that one, boy. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the new drinking game? I don't. I never knew that we had a hooker called Keris Phillips. I'm, I'm yet to meet her. <laughs> oh god! Very quickly, um, I know we've we've been chatting about the contract situation. You've got Cara Shonet, Alex, Kelsey, and Robin all starting in the biggest game of the season. Five of them are not contracted, but we've got other contracted players that haven't featured. Is, does that mean we got something wrong earlier in the year when the contracts were handed out, or you know? For, for those five, Sean, I don't want to put any kind of words in your mouth, but for those five, you've got to be thinking, hang on, surely I'm worth something now if I'm starting over others. Yeah, look, I think it was, if we're honest, it was a bit of probably a knee-jerk reaction in terms of the contracts to start. Like, we've been waiting for them to happen for so long, and then they finally came. Um, and it was a totally different management group, and I think they handled it incredibly well as a, as a management group in, in, you know, if you take into account the circumstances in which they came in. And it had to be done, you know, it was a, it was a case of it had to be done then and it couldn't it couldn't wait anymore because we've waited long enough for it. So, look, I think the players that are on contracts or on retainers that we haven't seen yet, they're really good players. And some of them are young and they're going to have a loads of loads of career ahead of them. And I don't think that's a problem that they have a bit more development time now while they're in, like with Sean, I'd say, in those extra skill sessions and stuff. I think that's great. But ultimately, like you've heard from Sean as well, that, that um, what's the word for it? Like the the environment that's created for the demand or the want to get a contract is, is fantastic. Like that's what you want. You want people striving to get it, to only like raise standards within that group. And I think, look, it's never going to be right. Like we've, we, we knew it from the off, didn't we? We've seen it with England's system. We saw it with Ireland's system um, even Scotland's sort of tiered system to a certain degree. Like we're never going to get it right first time. And we just have to keep thinking, look, it was part of a massive step. We got it over the line. We've got contracted players. And now we've just got to keep making sure that we review it, adapt it, and make it the best the best programme we can. Do you agree with that? Sean, you're in there. I just wanted to hear it from a coach's perspective. Let's hear it from a player's perspective. How much do you want? How much do you demand? On one now, the contract. Mm -hmm. Don't say that. That's a joke. Don't say that out loud. Well, how much do I want? How much do I demand? <laughs> What's your demand? House in Malibu. <laughs> Company car. <laughs> a parking space in the principality. No, I'm joking. Um, for me, um, obviously for me, like people are probably going to be sick of hearing this now, isn't it? Obviously like the journey or whatever, but I was just, for me, I, I just wanted to be back part of that squad and... You know, I, I've said previously before, I've I've played I've played for Wales for nothing. I've played for Wales with just 45p a mile expenses. And I'll I'll continue to play for Wales in whatever means because all I want to do is play for Wales and to play to play for my country, to play with a bunch of girls um that love to play for the country. Like to me it's it's the rugby. And if I was to be offered one, um Obviously, it wouldn't it wouldn't go uh, without consideration, but I think as well, you know that um, I think there was always a fear, wasn't there, that when when it was announced that the that the contracts would be given and it would only give um, and it would only be given to a certain amount of players and stuff. Obviously, it it, get, it does give you an element of of competition and it, and it naturally then raises the standards because people want to put their hands up and and they want those contracts. You know, some people maybe as well would have feared that with only a select few receiving them, that it could have possibly created um, a hierarchy maybe of, you know, somebody coming in, not contract and, and trying to, to battle selection for somebody with the contract. But it's been it's been the complete opposite, to be honest with you. Um, if anything, I think it's improved the environment because it has driven those standards because it's, it's like it's a carrot, isn't it? So those who don't have it, um, 
they're, they're fighting they're, they're fighting for their position well not for their positions but you know they're fighting for something they want that's their goal um but obviously that what i'm trying to say is is that i feel i feel it has really improved in my mind and i think you know like you said before five non-contracted players are selected to start and i think it just shows that um selection is still is still purely based on on performance and you and i said that himself hasn't he? you said that some people are some people's um, you know performances have been awarded and he is and he is very honest in that way and it, it's true I think as well because and I think and I think that comes from the result of again the the standards being driven much higher and the accountability as well within training mm. so in a nutshell you think contracts are good I think well yeah yeah I think they have been good I think they have been good because for somebody like me now like I I know um I haven't been contracted but my my focus has has never changed so my focus is purely you know wanting to perform wanting to do my best and if that gets rewarded that gets rewarded but I think yeah, yeah in an NFL um obviously at the start I think everyone was like oh if you're going to give it to one you have to give it to all but I think there's there's a method to it um and obviously I'm, you know, I'm not privy to that, but I think in a nutshell, yeah, Lori, I'll stop talking now, is it? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that, was, that was good detail, because you actually answered two questions that have been sent in in that one go then. So listeners, you know who you are, you sent them in, um, mainly about the how does it feel in the camp with the split in the contract? And does that cause any, any kind of, not animosity, but, um, you know, a split, I guess, but um, you've answered that. That's cool. I really love that selection is is based on performance, and it always, always should be. Um, yeah. So, and it just gives him more ammunition to hand up more contracts now, doesn't it? And the WI, you can put their hands in their pocket. Love it. Um, there is loads of questions that are coming for both of you, so I'll just try and them in if we can. And if there's any we missed, we might do a quick fire at the end. But before we look forward. Um, shall we maybe send Lori off with a jingle for the club game? Jingle, 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 jingle. Uh, yeah, so club game, we all saw it. We were all mostly part of it as well, to road to the principality. So we did see some... Um, Great competition uh, between your finalists. Um, the big one then coming down to Bonamine versus Chandaf, uh with our. Hey, hey, the big one if you're a South Walian. <laughs> the big one if you're a North Walian. Who are playing tails? Carnarvon. Oh. You missed that one, did you, Shons? <laughs> No, I just said, she said there was a big North Wales one, and I thought the biggest club in North Wales is Cobra, is it? Oh, well. <laughs> and the weekend as well, just otherwise. Joking. Yeah, so um, Cobra were, unfortunately, on the receiving end of a bit of a thumping from Carnarvon. Um, I mean, it, it's all well and good that they get the opportunity to play in the Principality, but this is Cup Final in a nutshell, isn't it? You do... Um, your journey to the final will maybe knock one of the better teams out. Um, so you're not really getting the top two best um, teams against each other. But um, I mean, I enjoyed it most to see Treacle ref in, in the middle. Don't look at me like a Hallett. You can't say that um, certain teams would smash every single team in the league. I'm not a fan of the cup. I like the league. <laughs> I determines who the best in the in the group is. Oh, so, so you think that the two top in the league should be in a cup final? Yeah. So like the FA Cup have got it wrong as well. The what? The FA Cup have got it wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come That's on now. That's the beauty of the cup, isn't it? Is that you can get the low, you know, teams that haven't been very well or have misfortune in the league. This is like the, this is their time, isn't it? That's the beauty of the cup. Yeah, so you've just said it. Those who haven't done very well in the league. So it's luck, isn't it? 
It's by luck how you get food to look up. Yes, it is. Don't argue with me because I know what I'm talking about. There we are. We saw it video first. When Nisa Fletcher won the cup or when Ewick won the cup, it was all flu. It was all yeah, luck. it was, but it just so <laughs> happened that it was an advertisement for the best players, and that was me. So we'll move on. Drop it. No, we did see it though. The standard yesterday wasn't great for your cup final candidate for Bonamine. There was a lot of drop balls and miss passes, and it just wasn't very fluent rugby, was it? But I enjoyed it because Trigger was in the middle. So Ooh, do, you know been, do you know what would have been even better? Go on. As if Captain Edwards was on the touchline. Oof. On the mic. Oof. TM or Captain Edwards. Well, um, I don't know. Do you want to... Um, do you look at that oh, again? Sorry. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, give them a chance. Give them a chance. Reset the scrum. Can I jump in on one thing about the uh, the Road to Principality um, games this weekend for the women? I did love that there was loads of new players playing that I've never seen or heard of before, which was amazing. Um, but also, like some of the older players, I say older players, I don't mean to do that disrespectfully, but the guys that have been in that premiership for a long time had the chance to go and play at the Principality. And I just thought it was really nice. Like there's people, you know, that I played at when I was back in, you know, Cardiff Quinn's back in the day and stuff. And it just, it's nice to see those guys get recognition on that stage. Um, Just to do the cheesy, like, it was nice. You've been back in Newton. Yeah, one player. Yeah. Like, um, I just think it's great, isn't it? Like, you know, they're stalwarts for their club and it's just really great to see. And then, you know, we even saw a proposal at the end of the North Wales Cup, which is pretty cool. Um, just moments I know. Can we, can we get this right? Was it Fion that proposed and not the other way around? Yeah. Or some years then? Yeah. What proposed? Uh, the Cobra. Was yes. she, is she an out of Oh, she's, a, she's a scrum half and she's um, going out with a coach. So she proposed to him um, after the game in the middle of the pitch. So it was quite cute. People were Did crying. Did she get down on one knee? Huh? Did she get down on one knee? She did. I think she used the medal as because it was like in a little like jewelry box. And I think she used that as like a, a ring. So yeah, I just I think it's cute. Like there was so many supporters there. Like people had made little banners, just like all that little stuff. You know, like people people who have been in and around the club game for a long time. I just think it was really nice for them to to get that to have that touch. If you know what I mean, I thought it was cute. I feel like you're trying to sell the capital Lowry tales. I mean, the I people are you know, like like. Jeez, I can see her face. Like I'm not selling her nothing. Um, I mean, it's got a place for it. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't think the best teams are playing in the finals. Well, regardless, but, they okay. were there at the Principality, and unlike two years ago or three years ago, whenever the last one was, there was only one final. There was three finals there this weekend. So there's even more women playing. Um, so Carnarvon beat Cobra 45-10. Lampeter beat Blackwood 38-22 and Landaf North beat Bonamine 24-7. There we go. I'll get the scores in, Lowe's. Don't worry. Do you want to jingle yeah, us out? Sir. Well, I will jingle us out, but Lampeter are still looking for their good luck message from your boy. Hey, on, you cheeky. <laughs> That's why they win, boy. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, Harlet. Harlet is yet to send one. Oh, Harlet. That's poor. She's in the French Riviera, isn't she? I mean, you know, she doesn't communicate with people in Caradigion from there. I mean, they wouldn't get the message anyway. There's no Wi-Fi. At least we know where they are now. They're West. West is best. I'm hanging up. Okay. So I'm going to put in a group message that Lampeter video of Tails and Phil. And I didn't think anything of that because everybody wants a video of Tails and Phil. Um, but Lori forgot to mention my name as well, so I thought I didn't need to do one. There we go. Anyway, before, very quickly, Lowe's, before you jingle us out, um, Landaff North can do the double this again come in. So there's one more fixture left in the Welsh Prem and they can follow in the footsteps of Swansea here and do the Cathy double. So, good luck to them. Very good luck. Jingle, 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 jingle. 
go to the actual jingle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those tones, like, you know. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk more to Sean Ed. Sean Ed, so now you're back in the squad, you've got the opportunity to go to your fourth World Cup. Um, I'm not sure there's many of your predecessors that have done that. So, um, Six Nations ended with Kangaroo Court on Saturday, which obviously we don't talk about. Um, and then I guess at some point you all regather. So what's the next step? So let's look forward now. When does the squad all come back in and, and what will the focus be? So, um, so we're all back. We're all back with our clubs now this week. Um, for, for example, me with Worcester now, I've got, I've got two games left in the season. I've got Loughborough left and Sale. Way eight sales. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a few other girls then, obviously the girls who are in um, the top four teams, I think it's um, Exeter and Bristol. I think most predominantly most of our girls come from a couple of Saris stuff. They'll, they'll have a longer period with their clubs trying to fight for the playoffs and obviously the cup final and stuff. Um, but off the top of my head, because I'll be completely honest with you, from Kangaroo Court, I've just, I've switched off. I've taken the bank holiday weekend to myself. So I think off the top of my head, um, we'll be back in June. June's an off season for us, um, the month of June. And then we're back in July. Um, Johan has mentioned that July is going to be really tough. So it doesn't take a genius to work out what that means. And then um, we're uh, going to, I think there's uh, two test matches against Canada, one then against England before then the, the squad is selected go to New Zealand then so got a, got a month off got a month off but go back to our clubs now to finish the season so Tails how from a coaching perspective how are you going to manage Sean when uh, Sales and Worcester compete well, I'm obviously not going to say that am I Gemma come on <laughs> <laughs> a combination of her and uh, Al Cal nightmare back row um, yeah, I'll just try and wound, wind them up and hopefully she'll get another yellow within two weeks, so. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, if you teach your players to jump into my tackles, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, so we've got a question. I want to ask this one right now. Um, uh, hopefully we'll get you on later in the year, Charlotte, to talk more about World Cup. But um, for the others on the call... There's a question come in. Are any of you going out to the World Cup? I can see from Laurie's face straight away that's not happening. No. I couldn't even make it to Cardiff. There's no hope of me getting to New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Tails going to the World Cup? No, I don't think so. Um, Have to wait and see how things pan out here for, for a little bit. But hopefully be involved in some way shape or form if not be um obviously supporting the girls from back home unless you've got a friend with a cottage that you play tennis with that we could go and hang out in no but i have got an old uh pen pal in new zealand from when i was over there and playing um yeah Yeah, literally is a pen pal he's 88 years old oh oh jenna's got a sugar daddy boys (laughs) <laughs> New Zealand. So should we, should we probably clarify that what that is? So for the younger generation, a pen pal is when you like to meet somebody oh, you. before you had uh, mobile phones or fax machines or any kind of app on your mobile device or even a mobile device at all. Uh, you actually used to rely on pen and paper. So what you used to do is share addresses <laughs> and then keep in touch. And it used to be a really cute way of doing it. Now, obviously, things have changed drastically. But Halla is of that generation, so likes to keep in touch with her friends in uh... <laughs> Halle, do you oh. still, Halle, do you, do you still lick the stamp? <laughs> By pen pal, I mean email. Oh, right. Don't All try right. and save it's yourself on, now. <laughs> in New Zealand, they're both in the 80s, and sadly she's passed away. So I'm going to go and pay my respects. He's going to put me up for a few days on his farm. Thank you oh, very you much. Just have, you just have to make that awkward now, Gem, didn't you? Make us all <laughs> feel bad taking the piss out of your pen pal. <laughs> so, yes, I'm going anyway. So, Sean Ed, um, 
how you like to go and play in every World Cup, I like to go and support every World Cup. So I'll be four from four as well now. Um, so I've made it to every World Cup since 2010. Um, yeah, I'm super, super looking forward to it. I'm trying to get um, like a lot of us to go, but it's, it's a bit far, I know that. But um, we've also got a bit of a social group with some of the other nations so that we can have a bit of a Lions feel before games because they're all in pretty much the same location on the on a Saturday and Sunday. So I'm all over that. So I'm social secretary in for the World Cup. I'll be there by with my flag. I thought they were going to give you the van like they did with Scott Quinnell, you know? Do you know what? I've made the proposal. I was like, give me the Lions uh, fan van and I'll Scott Quinnell it when I'm out there. I'll do that. But I'm a bit socially awkward, though, so it might not be that entertaining. <laughs> just me, like, just holding a mic. So, I know. Yeah, so that's the plan. Um, I've got another, some more questions. Let me just fire them out at you. Um, why isn't Lowry coaching? Somebody's asked. Because nobody will yeah, hear enough. I answered it on... Uh on Twitter it's because I'm too busy at Nando's I'm there every Sunday so I haven't got the time there we go now you know I got another one for Tails will you come back to coaching Wales Tails oh that rhymes <laughs> uh, I would love to at some point in the future yeah Any oh, is, that, is, that a, is that breaking news now, did you see that Sean Edwards interview? It was really good, actually. They, they asked him about uh, would he go and work for the RFU, and he said, you've got to be asked first. So maybe I should just leave it there. I've got to be asked first. There you go. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> maybe, they'll, maybe, they'll, uh, maybe they'll write you a letter. Ken <laughs> pal it over. Ken pal you tales. <laughs> Still leaning on the coaching question. Um, Shauna Dawson at Punditry. When she finishes rugby, will she go into Punditry or will she go into coaching? Or nothing, I guess, is an option. Um, or I think, yeah, I think I still want to be involved in, well, I, I've always said that once I'm done with rugby, I'm, I'm done with rugby, like just to have a break. But um, obviously I've got, I've got the P.O. Pinks in Tumble, haven't I? And I, do you know I mean? I like, I'd like to give more time back to them. I've, I've neglected them recently, so yeah. Is that breaking news? No, no. I'd probably be walking Pablo and then just do a quick session, quick drill. <laughs> I think, Sean Ed, you would be silly to not invest time into your punditry because it's refreshing to have someone be able to analyse the game in both Welsh and English and you do it so well. I think you are, you'd be better putting your attention to punditry because... We don't want under eight, under tens coming up through the years now, putting in the high tackles and sitting ten minutes on in the bin all the time. If if you're coaching, in a... I knew, I knew it was too good to have a compliment from Lori. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Can we flip that though and also say how good it's been? I know, like the TikTok Six Nations had its own separate window this year, but some of the um, female like commentary has been epic like to have some ex-players views come on it like junior of Ireland like uh, she was amazing like content that she gave to some of her staff I thought was class it's like it's just it's just been really refreshing to have that that amount of um input I guess from a female perspective it's been it's been well received I think yeah can I, ask, can I just can I just chip in there as well obviously like 100% agree with you tales um and, you know, obviously, with, with um, when, when I work on punditry and stuff, it's more to do with a men's game. But I think it'll be really nice as well to also have male pundits on the female game, because I think then that just shows as well that it's not just, you know, the one sex interest, is it? That, you know, it's it's an interest all around. I think, you know, we, we do see on Scrum 5, but I think if they can if they can drive and combine that a bit more as well, I, th I think it'll be great. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean, but they've got to do the work. You watched the, the games at the stadium yesterday. Yesterday, the, the pundit was so dry. Like, they were mentioning names, but they didn't give any context to it. Like, they talked about the ref. The ref is an international prop. And you're talking about, like, she's 
you know, the referee's looking at the front row here, talking to the front row again, saying what she wants to see. But there's no, like, she's doing that because she's an international prop with 70-odd caps. And it was nothing about, you know, um, the other players. There's so much depth to these teams. These other players, there was Welsh internationals on the field. Um, there was, you know, some girls with sevens backgrounds, some girls with touch backgrounds, and none of that was alluded to. So I'm all for it. But, like, when women have been doing the commentary, it's all that depth as well, right, that comes with it because they know they know yeah. the women's game in. So it's an invested like, interest, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, so let's have a bit of fun then, right? So we've spoken of Six Nations and we've put, spoken about World Cup. But if we were to put an all-round Six Nation team together, I asked you just before we went live, who are we going to put together? So quickly, let's run through them. Um, we'll go one to 15, even though I've put a full squad on and um, traveling reserves, but never mind. We'll go with Tails. Do you want to start? Yeah. So I, first of all, I joked and just said basically I'd have um, England plus Sansus <laughs> and Amy Lee Murphy Crow, but I have tried to be a little bit more. Um, inclusive from all the other teams, but I am still going to go with a full England front row. And when I say the full England front row, any of those England front row would play because I think they're in such a fortunate position that doesn't matter who's on the bench, um, they come on and they're a world-class player. And I think that's something that probably the other nations currently haven't quite reached that depth. Um, so you've got a shout out to like, obviously, Berner, who was incredible um, but there's also some other front rowers I was really impressed with. Don't forget, like, great to see Sylvia Tirani come back from her knee injury for Italy. Neve Jones, I thought, was a massive find. Um, Irish hooker, class. Uh, Molly Wright as well. Like, loads of impact, like, impact players were brilliant. Then I'd jump to my second row, so I'd go full for France. Sorry, trying to do this really quickly. Tunisi from Italy, who I think is a class player, so massively physical uh, second row. And then my back row, oh my days, this is a headache. So, like, I'd argue at six, like, probably have to, we're going to have to put Butchers in. Uh, seven, I've gone Packer. Eight, I've gone um, Menager. Uh, nine, oh, uh, Santos. Um, <laughs> When, when I talk about back row, I literally would have everybody. So I would have one to 15 of back row players, but I appreciate I'm not allowed to do that. Um, Sansus, but a shout out to obviously like Mohan, I thought was exceptional. I'm going to go Thakey George at 10 after 30 minutes of a Six Nations tournament. Um, big. big call. Uh, wingers, I thought um, Dow was incredible until her injury. So hopefully she'll she's on full road to recovery, but... I've gone Thompson and Amy Lee Murphy Crow, uh, the only rugby player I know that gets a full name check every time that she's playing. Centre partnership, I've gone with um, Flood, and then I was really torn between uh, Sillery and Scarrett. So I'm going to go Scarrett because like 100 caps in this tournament, that's insane. Uh, and then 15, I've gone Helena Rowland. And I've written about six different teams, so that's the one I'm reading right now. Yeah, great team tales. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit more inclusive than you because I think you've got a slight favouritism towards England there. Um, so I'll go Linda. Help me with her surname from Ireland. Dugang. Dungang. Yeah, Dungang. she was absolutely insane throughout the whole tournament I thought I thought her partnership with Neve Jones was brilliant as well and she had some um personal hits and well she was just outstanding I thought for such a small little duck of a girl she was putting in some massive hits and I like that um I am gonna put in Sarah Byrne with her because I think she will be um world player of the year at some point um then I've gone for Zoe Allcroft and Fall, uh, second rows. They don't need an explanation as to why. Right, back row. I'm tamping you went first because I went Butchers, Parker and Menager. Purely on the fact that it would piss Shonen off. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Shonen is on my bench, but only because she's on the call, because otherwise I would have put Poppy Cleel on. 
no, I'm joking, Sean. It was like, it literally was a, a coin toss because I couldn't choose. So Jodie said, why don't you just head to tails it? And you lost on that occasion. So Menager was in. Sanzus, another one, doesn't need an explanation why. Uh, out of that, I had a bit of um, an issue with because I don't think outside halves have been ridiculously good or shown huge strides in it, but I did put Helen Rowland in because I had to get into my team somewhere and I think she's probably better at outside half than she is full back. Um, I put Parsons from Ireland at my blindside winger because I think she's class as well. So I hope to see more of her in the 15s game um, rather than Sam's. I've gone for Rigoni at 12 because I think she's hilarious. Scarlett at 13 because, yeah, like you said, you, you can't take away class. Um, 100 caps. I think she scored 51 or 52 tries in the end, was it? Um, Korea tries, that is. Um, Bujard at um, open side wing because well, she knows where the try line is. And then I've gone Joquette. I'm hoping that's how you say it at fullback because um, that's someone who does utilize the kicking game and uh, does it well. So I do have, a, I have got a bench and I am going to whittle through it quickly because I don't think you can take away from what they have contributed. So Lark Davis at uh, your replacement hooker, Anel Deschays at France. Um, we've seen her before, but I thought in this tournament. Uh, she really stepped up and um, we saw more of what she actually does. Donna Rose at uh, uh, prop as well, because I love her. I think she's hilarious. Abby Ward, um, just because she's solid. Sean Ned, I felt I had to put in. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm glad you uh, give Mohant Shelby the I agreed with you, so she's my replacement nine. And then um, just because of who they are rather than what they contributed to this tournament, I've put in um, Jazz and Chloe Raleigh. Um, so Scotland does have one representative in there in Raleigh, but um, I don't think we saw the best of them in this Six Nations anyway. And that's mine. That's my Six Nations team. Sean, did you prepare one? I have, yeah. I thought you pooed it then and gone off. No. No, I'm here. Connor, unless you're here. Right, so I've gone, I've gone from a different perspective than you guys. So I've gone for a team that I feel like I've gone um, for a team that I, I personally would enjoy playing with. Even though I haven't put myself in the team, I'm on the bench. <laughs> but I've gone for a group of 15 girls who, um, yeah, who I think have had good campaigns and... Yeah, just from knowing some of them as well, just really love playing with them. So I've gone in the front row, I've gone for Donna Rose, Lana Skeldon and Sarah Byrne. Um, obviously, Donna, I think I think she's great. Um, the energy she brings on the field and just playing with her is just a real buzz. Lana, the Scottish hooker, I find her really dynamic around the pitch as well. And she's a workhorse. And then Sarah Byrne, I mean, she needs no explanation, does she really? Um so I think I've gone for a quite dynamic front row there. Second row, I've gone for Abby Ward and Medusa Fall because I think they're both powerhouses and um, they both did real... I think they did quite a bit of damage against us as well. So um, obviously they're great players. And in the back row, I've gone for Butchers at six, Calendar at seven, and I've gone for Marley Packer as my eighth. Because I think if you come up against those, I know you're looking, Laurie, and you're thinking Marley Packer at eight, but she has played eight for club. She does know how to play it. And I'm just thinking, if you get those three on the pitch together, that's carnage, isn't it? So, hang on, I've got to jump in there. You'd rather put yourself on the bench as an out-and-out -out eight and put Marley Packer out of position into eight before you? The way she's played this Six Nations, yeah. Oh, you're hilarious. But I know what, you don't choose yourself in your own fantasy team. Oh, well, do you know that question we asked you earlier, whether you're going to go into punditry or coaching? I think it's probably best you do stick with punditry. Lori, <laughs> you didn't even choose me. Yeah, you're on my bench. Because yeah, I'm on, you've, been, I'm on my you've bench. been an impact player this uh, season. <laughs> I'm 
exactly. That's why I'm on the bench. Go on then, carry on. Right, okay. And then I've got for Sam Seuss at nine. Um, yep. And I was toying with Lakey George or Tremoulier, but I've gone for Tremoulier. Um, and then I've got Boujard on one wing. I've gone for Beatrice Rigoni in inside centre. Scarrett, 13. And then I've gone for my for my little favourite um, winger, because she's from Worcester as well, Lydia Thompson, because I just think, like, known her for years, great change of pace, great work rate, good in defence. Um, and then at 15, I've gone for Helena Rowland. So I've gone, I think, in backline terms, I think I've gone for quite creative, but also a good kicking game backline. Nice. And I bet you everyone I was thinking, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. No, I like it. It's just your back row tickled me. Who would you drop for my back row, then? Eh? I'd put Molly Parker to seven and either yourself or manager in a eight. Like I told you, we're in my still, I'm still second to manager. What happened? <laughs> yeah. She, d- she no. doesn't give away as many penalties as you, see? Shut up. But I told you, it's a back row that I would like to play with, ironically, and I'm on the pitch with them, but you know what I mean. Laurie, you know, man, shut up. No, I liked it. I think we've got some decent um, 15s. I imagine we actually got an opportunity to see them play together, though. I know that's what I mean. Imagine, yeah. I think what we should do for a future pod is to get um, old and new your ultimate 15 and see where we go there. Tails, you'd be in. Wink. Cheers, boy. Laurie, I I won't be choosing you. um, No, I wouldn't choose me either. Like you say, you need a set piece that functions. Hey, Harlett, nice of you to rejoin us. Do you have uh, you. top 15? No. Oh. I didn't do my team of the tournament flows because I've been travelling. But what I have been doing is deciphering everyone's messages they've been sending in for these two. So that was my homework, if that's okay. Name your back row, Jen. My back row would be Butcher's Calendar Harry's. Yes! I've been calling for that since the beginning of the Six Nations. So there's no way I could go back on that. I think that's going to be a tremendous partnership for the World Cup. It's funny, isn't it? When someone so. says, put your, like, your team of the tournament together, how hard it is not just to be like, Welsh player, <laughs> Welsh player, like, can't, can't put them in, swap them with someone else. <laughs> you just don't want to be the person that goes like one to 15 Wales. It's like, pick somebody else. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, girls. Tears, we really do want you on the pod as a, as a long-standing host. So, you know, as, as painful as today has been, hopefully you can see um, how much support and love you do get from our many listeners. So I'd love it if you can join us again. Um, Sean Ed, as always, I'll probably see you in the week for a coffee and a walk or whatever, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, there's only one thing left to do, and that's to announce the very exciting 7-Eleven competition winner. So, Taylor, do you want to take a lead? Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for letting me use the pod as a chance to uh, spread the rugby 7-Eleven word a little bit wider than just North Wales. Um, obviously, everything came off the back of Alicia Butcher's um, oy oy, try scoring celebration that she did. God, that seems like moons ago now, but... Um, yeah, just a competition to win a, a rugby camp. Had some videos come in that were pretty pretty good fun to watch. So thanks for everybody for buying into it. Um, one of the people in the video that won has recently recently been in hospital. So I'm hoping this is going to cheer her up a little bit. But the winner is Newbridge Hurricanes under 10s uh, with their video posted from Gracie. So congratulations. I will be in touch. And you guys have won yourself a rugby 7-Eleven camp session experience whatever you want we are at your beck and call yay well done well done gracie congratulations so um tails if you want to send us some video clips of when you are down um and whatever you end up doing then we can throw it all up over our socials as well so well it'd be a great chance for you guys to come down as well wouldn't it yeah I'll i'll come there we go. Now we're talking. I think you, uh, I'm not available. I think you better ask Menage. 
so bitter. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, girls. Thanks for um, giving up your morning to talk all things rugby with us and we'll catch up very soon. Um, Sean, Ed, good luck for the rest of the season and whatever that entails. Yeah. Probably punditry more than um, coaching. But yeah, all the very best luck for it. I will see you all very soon. Bye-bye. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Ciao, ciao, ciao.